Oh, hello. Hey, friends. Hey, Ethan, I have a question for you. Okay. Since you've known me, Since for the multiple years we have, we have been acquaintances, you I know, all the way back. How many Oscar ballots have you actually won? Oh, God, is that, is that still sore? Hey, David. Yeah. Can you not? No, I, I, I actually have to. <laughs> um, Because every single year I like turn down like the, you're like, let's do $100 on the ballot. I'm like, no, 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 no. no I no, bet no, you, no, no. I <laughs> bet you my Ford F-150 if you can guess all the best actresses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, no one has beaten me in an Oscar ballot in more than the years we've known each other. Well, because you cheat. I don't cheat. Shut the fuck up. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this episode is the special episode that we're doing to follow up our Oscar ballot mm-hmm. for 2018, but technically they call it like 2019. Hey, David, before we ramp hey, that up, up, we gotta introduce ourselves, buddy. Oh, shit. Uh, well, we know you. You're Ethan never won a ballot. <laughs> uh, and I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, this is Feature Cast. It's written oh. as FTR underscore cast, but it's you call it feature cast. Not Have we ever FTR explained podcast. where that came That's from? That's a fun one, huh? Do you uh, know where the, the FTR so. comes from? Yeah, it's, okay, it's how we get features if if they're going to go on a do re mi. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I came up with that myself. Pretty happy about that one. It's a movie podcast. It's real messy, real bad. 10 out of 10. Sometimes we also talk about printers. Sometimes we talk about smoothies. Fucking printer cast. We're not bringing that back. Oh, we're also bringing back Smoothie Cast. Um, it's Smoothie Cast. That was actually a thing, though, that you did. And oh, fuck. I'll have you know, I'm so mad. That's Can you, do you still have, going before on. Before we go to the intro, do you have any printer updates? Uh, printer's fucking doing good, dude. It's uh, officially, real, it's like evolved into the next evolution of a printer's life where I'm stacking shit on top of it <laughs> because I don't use it enough. So it's like, it's an elevated table that that it's actually on. So now it's higher. It's pretty cool. Um, it's it's collecting wait, dust, wait, which makes wait. that like really shininess. You, would you yeah, say up. that it's reached its shelf life? <sighs> that that uh, because I it's would. now it's like a shelf. Yeah. Roll that I intro, know, baby. Woo! Recorded from deep within the Great Lakes of the Internet, live two men buried under bad movies and popcorn try their best to survive. How long could that possibly last? Find out as you join Ethan and David in this episode of Feature Cast. Uh, we got a couple. We got a couple of. We gotta kick it off. Oh, oh, are you gonna introduce the next segment? We're gonna kick it off with some first impressions. What are some of your first impressions, Ethan? Oh, David. Well, I've you watch anything good? Uh, well, yeah. It's funny because your list of first impressions is like all solid movies. Mm-hmm. And mine is just, like, the shit pile of shit. Like, I don't know what I've been doing with my life, but it's depressing. Hell yeah, let's just go one for one. Uh, I'll start with uh, one of my most anticipated movies, um, which was Terry Gilliam's latest film, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Ooh, I had tickets to this, and then we got a snowstorm in Minnesota, and I was like, I'm not going to go outside in my little Honda Civic and probably die for The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Uh, It's it's back in theaters. So you can still see. Is it yeah. actually? Yeah. 
Like we have it like oh. an, as an, like this week is like actual shows. I'll cut that Dude. out of the podcast, but you can see it. God. Oh, okay, that's actually awesome. I'm gonna see it then. Okay, cool. Thank you for telling me that. Um, thank you. It's very genuine. Th- Ethan, Ethan, genuinely, thank you for that bit of knowledge. You're welcome. Okay, that scared the fucking life out of me. Did you also <laughs> see the curse of La? Your I don't know how to say it. La. Oh, come on. Give it to me. Give it to me. The curse say of La? Loronia. I don't know how to do it, dude. Loronia? La Lorona. I would like the people to know that I took uh, I took four years of Spanish in high school. It took me three Apparently years. Apparently four years of Spanish one. Okay, well, here we go. How to it say took La me three Lorona. years to get past Spanish one. And then I go in senior year for Spanish two. They're like, I hope you remember everything from Spanish one. I was like, I remember nothing. Dropped it the next week. So, uh, but how did you like this movie? Uh, it was fine. Oh, wow. Okay. So my life was not worth um, going to this movie. No, it, so it's, <laughs> it's one that Terry Gilliam has been trying to make for quite a while. I think it's like 25 plus years at this point, riddled with conflict and flooding and actors getting sick and like legal battles and like all the fun stuff that you know terry gilliam has to do anytime he tries to make anything Mm -hmm. which is great i think he is literally cursed um so i'm happy that it's just out and he's done with it (laughs) like can move on with his life now yeah um jonathan price is at the top of his game adam driver is at the top of his game Mm, are we talking about terry gilliam is not as much at the top of his Uh game which is weird. So it, it's closer to something like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas than it would be mm. something like Brazil. Okay. Um, the the way that Gilliam moves the camera, I think in this movie specifically, it kind of takes away from like the gorgeous set design and like costume work that people like actually put a lot of time and effort into. Um, yeah. Mainly because of how things interact with. So if you take a look at Brazil, my favorite movie of all time, hmm. Gang Gang. Um, <laughs> the the way that the set design works in that is a lot of the things are in the background and supposed to be like ignored so like it's okay when the camera doesn't focus on them but in this world it doesn't really have as good of effect uh, that's kind of hard to I don't think I worded that the best way I could have but anyway <laughs> I already know what you're saying to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's I don't know it, it's a really it's, fun movie it's a good film that you don't think compared to his other works. Exactly. Okay. It, it it's it's good. It's not great. It's definitely not great. But it's 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 enjoyable. Hands down, Adam Driver, Jonathan Price, if if they did not deliver the performance they they did, movie would be nothing. They are both fantastic hmm. in this. Big ups to Jonathan Price. So the movie that I saw that is uh just a big old pile of dog shit is uh, another Netflix original. It's called The Silence. Uh, starring Stanley Tucci and a other list of people who don't matter. Um, like, literally, they don't. They don't. Sorry. I only watch Thanks. this because Stanley Tucci. Um, this mean, movie is, like, a worse version of Bird Box mixed with uh, A Quiet Place, just with, like, the whole listening thing being important and the noise mm-hmm. being the aspect instead of seeing. And then also mixed with, like, like the shittiest versions of any of the monsters in the entire Miss movie, because they're basically just bats. They're basically like bats with big teeth that eat you. Uh, this movie is so you you can just tell people don't give a fuck about this movie. <laughs> uh, so basically, Silence is just like cliche, super bad. It's like got everything you got like want from one of these shitty movies. It's got like 
the religious cult at the end that's like cutting out their tongues because fuck it, why not? And then we just kidnap people. It's so shit, dude. We got some of the worst (laughs) death scenes ever. Like an uncle, like there's a scene where this uncle makes fun of Stanley Tucci's like minivan. And he's like, are you sure you can uh, make it through the woods in that thing? And then he, like, fucking drives off a cliff and, like, commits suicide. He, like, sacrifices himself. It's so shit, dude. It's just so bad. Like, there is no care put into this movie. What else do you watch? Uh, <laughs> I watched Guava Island. Yeah, this, um, uh... This is the latest nah. Childish Gambino film. It's something, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this still. Like, I liked what I saw. But, like, I was like, I just don't, I don't. I really like, I'm just going to read off my review that I've written here, oh. if that's all right with you. Sure, man. Beautifully shot with a fantastic lead performance by Donald Glover, who also performed some of his songs throughout the project. Fantastical performance. Fantastic performance. Fan- fantastic lead performance. Oh, fantastic lead. It sounded like you said fantastically performance. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Continue. No, that's all right, David. I misheard you. Bitch boy. Pro- pronunciate your words better. Our viewers have Pronunciate. <laughs> Pronounce. Fuck you. The, <laughs> this, the visuals and soundscaping are hands down the strongest uh, elements of the film. Glover is mesmerizing and engaging, even when his accent kind of drifts in and out. Uh, Rihanna leaves a lot to desire in her role, but honestly, she didn't really have a lot to work with in the beginning, so whatever. Um, the industrial take on This Is America is worth the 55-minute runtime alone, which is not a very long runtime. Um, it's much closer in structure to a musical than a visual album, if that makes sense, with kind of a, a cohesive storyline guiding between the handful of brief songs. Um, like, where in most visual album, it's like, it's just songs for them. Like, they play the songs out in their entirely, entirety. Entirely? And then they have maybe, like, a minute or two of just dialogue in between each one that's, like, nothing, and it's not very cohesive. Whereas this one is kind of the opposite of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean... I really liked it. <laughs> I Did you really like it, or did you just like it? Because, like... I gave it four stars. That's just insane to me. Like, I was... I didn't have... Other than Rihanna was kind of boring in it, I had no problems with any of the... I other. really enjoyed the parts of it, but, like, I just have so many issues with what's going on here. I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine if it didn't click with you, David. So, I saw Pet Cemetery, which... This is gonna... way worse. Oh, dude, so much worse. I gave it a worse review. Actually, I think I gave it the same review. <laughs> Holy shit. I gotta lower my review. Fuck sorry. Um, sorry, my computer. <laughs> dude, I don't like that I can't do, like, you. quarter stars. I wish I had quarter star reviews. Because, like, half stars, I just don't have enough ammo. Uh, Pet Cemetery. This movie I was actually, like, excited for. I was like, holy shit, the trailer's gonna have some serious scares. And then trailer two drops for it spoils the entire fucking movie. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie sucks. It's one of the worst scripts I've seen this year so far. Might be the worst, honestly. Fucking hate the script. It is so shitty. It's really pedophilic, too. Like, there's some creepy shit going on with uh, uh, John Lithgow and the little girl. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. This movie is bad. It's just jump scares, shitty script, and just, like, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. I mean, sure, it makes sense, but it's just shit. I was excited for this. I was like... This is gonna be like I know a, you were another good Stephen King movie, not dude. It's not like the the ass like the parts that I thought looked good in the trailer look so shit in this movie. In like when I'm actually watching the movie, didn't look good. Didn't just nothing good. I gotta lower my rating on this. <laughs> yeah, 
wow, do not recommend at all. Like, <laughs> holy shit. What else Good you got? times. Uh, my favorite movie of the year so far, actually. Um, I'm excited for Which this. I'm a little surprised by. Um, and this is one that it hit all the right boxes for me. It would not hit all the right boxes for everyone. Can I please just... Just a heads up. Please don't say too much. Like, because I'm very excited for this one. Just don't say too much. That's all Are you only excited because of how I've ranked it? No, no, no. I was excited. That's on my, like, list of movies that probably wouldn't get a release at AMC's. Because okay. I'm an A-lister. So, I'm going to watch it on digital when it comes out. But <laughs> Fucking brag about it. I'm, I mean, I'm an A-lister. That's all I'm saying. It's I like, just, I love that you got a little bit closer to the mic and you were like, well, because, like, I'm an A-lister. I'm, a, I'm an A-lister. Like, I don't know what to like, say. Like, uh, Does that make you horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was Austin Powers for any of you film nerds out there. My number one movie of the year. I want to get a little bit of distance between all my goofs and gags and when I actually start talking about this this wonderful film. Um, is... What? What are you sniffing? I'm trying to Do see if I smell a good movie? Smell a... What movie are you talking border. about? You can what? stop sniffing. Sorry. Continue. Border would have made more sense. Oh. The sniffles. I haven't seen either of those. Sorry. Oh. All right. Continue. Woman at War. Proceed. Oh. <laughs> Proceed. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, it's an Icelandic film. You're Icelandic and a little bit of Ukraine, but mostly Icelandic. Sounds like a spoiler. Um, what? I'm just joking. Sorry. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I know. So is it um, a spoiler? Uh. You son of a bitch. I told you to say nothing about this movie. Here's Okay. I'm going to read the description real quick. Just to give everyone the, a, a brief synopsis of it, and then I'll talk a little bit more about it. So, middle-aged woman declares war on the heavy industry in her town. She resorts to sabotage and is willing to risk everything for nature uh, and these virgin highlands around her until a Ukrainian orphan enters her life. Huh. Um, there's a little, like, the, the orphan part is not as big of a story as that description kind of makes it sound That's like. It, it definitely plays a huge role in it, but it's basically reaching the time that she should declare her manifesto and then the complications of like well i mean if i'm gonna have a kid maybe i shouldn't be a terrorist oh um granted it's an ecological terrorist which is like a whole different thing you don't say this is somewhere between Birdman and three billboards outside i don't get how the fuck it's any like i did only watch the trailer and like half the trailer Mm -hmm. but i was like where the fuck is Birdman in this? Um, you will you'll definitely notice it. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things one of the things that Birdman did was its soundtrack was incorporated in its environment. Uh, this not... one is like that, a little more on the nose. Oh, weird. It's a it's a film that knows it's a film. Okay, and you wait like, wait wait, it wait. Knows it's that you're on the nose, the but it knows. Hmm. Hmm. What? <laughs> God, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm getting too much vitamin D today. <laughs> D for a dick, my dweener. No, it's just really sunny outside today. Sorry. Anyway, so it, it's a movie that knows it's a movie, all right? And it knows that the person watching it knows it's a movie. So it doesn't play away. It, it, it Sometimes it's like gives kind of playful winks. It's not as, oh I don't know, it's God. not as obnoxiously fourth wall breaking as something like Deadpool would be. Um, yeah. But it's... It's I don't know. It's really good. You know, like what with Birdman, one of the things about it was like the one of the things that made it interesting was that you knew it was Michael Keaton who had also played Batman. Like that was an interesting part of it was that it was actually Michael Keaton there. 
Yeah. Like that adds another layer to it. 100%. Makes sense. Woman at War is a fantastic movie. The soundtrack um, is, is like, just, it burrows deep into your bones. Uh, It's so fucking good. The cinematography is great. Well, not being overly. Hellboy. (laughs) Shut up, David. (laughs) Dude. While not being overly in your face for the cinematography, the acting is phenomenal. Um, especially the the lead actress the the way that like the actual sabotages work is also fantastic um pretty much everything is great there is like a lot of side characters that just keep showing up and there's like an amazing ironic humor with that um that also has some sort of more like political narrative behind it that's also really engaging and fun um it's really really smart really really funny but not it's not something that like it tackles really really important issues but it does it in a fun engaging clever way so that it's not just like well you're bad because you, you, you gotta ask for a straw in a restaurant you fucking piece of get bitch you know like it doesn't get too what? heavy on that but it doesn't like are you asking for straws oh no I'm saying you're, why are you asking for straws Ethan Mr. Gary, can I have a throw no uh, we don't use straws anymore. <laughs> Wasting fucking plastic, you motherfucker. You're trying to kill turtles, aren't you? I saw Neil Marshall's Hellboy. Uh, this is a movie I have not been excited for at any point in history. I was I was hopeful for it. Nope. Never. I The first still of David Harbour, I was like, ooh, look at David Harbour's Hellboy. This movie is a fucking disaster. <laughs> this movie is, it's just like, I don't know what went wrong. Because everything went wrong. There's nothing good in this movie. Uh, the f- Dude, some of the CGI, especially with Ian McShane, specifically with Ian McShane, it's just like, holy shit, yeah. what is going on right now? Um, wow. It's just like... And it kills me. You know what kills me the most? is like, I actually kind of enjoy David Harbour's Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually kind of like him. I'm like, you know what? If you were in a pile of shit movie, I could enjoy this. But it's just so bad. I called it R.I.P.U. Do you get it? I get it. That's pretty good. Straining things. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was really bad. Uh, what's on your backlog? You watch, uh, you watch any good movies? I did. I watched this movie right after we recorded our, our March of the Penguins Madness episode. Ooh, March of the Penguins. March Penguins. of the Penguins. <laughs> uh, I watched The Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, Take away TV. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't watch March of the Penguins? No. No. So March. <laughs> That's it. I watched I The Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. How was Take that? Take away TV film? Uh, it was really Ooh. enjoyable. Um, it was definitely very Take away TV. Um, and uh, very, very childish and cartoonish in a very fun, sometimes raunchy way. Um, all the characters are this kind of like very, very playful. Um, even if they're like an angry person, there, there's still this playfulness to them. As the and that playfulness spreads out through the whole movie. Um, it's it's very Taika Waititi. It's really good. Sam Neill is really good. Um, yeah, so it's got the kid from from Deadpool two in it, uh, who plays Ricky Baker. Ricky. Uh, Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker, you are now 13 years old. You're a teenager and you're as good as gold. It's great. Ricky Baker. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's It's got some similar things to Swiss Army Man in terms of like 
in in the wilderness quirky fun soundtrack uh that's about it <laughs> interesting i really enjoyed very, it it's fun if very... you like other taika waititi movies it's definitely worth a shot oh uh yeah i uh, you know this is the one where it just looks a little too weird it's good uh, what have you seen on the backlog big boy so i crossed off mississippi burning like seeing like young francis mcdormand is also pretty cool too um it also serves uh gene hackman and young willem dafoe which like Young Willem Dafoe kind of scares me even more than old. I don't Willem think Dafoe. that exists. Yeah, I think he. he I, I was came just out, like, this is. He came out the pussy with wrinkles. <laughs> That's. Not... <laughs> uh, it's a it's a movie about some FBI agents going to uh, the South, specifically Mississippi, to uh, investigate some uh, deaths that might have some uh, hate crime ties to it. Ties tied to it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a solid little flick about race relations in mississippi um yeah it's got some it's got some moments that like you just i just feel like there's some moments in film i just don't like watching you know we're just mm-hmm. like i don't i just like you know i don't know how else to explain it's just not fun to watch and like the opening of this movie dude the opening of this movie is just like fucked up it cuts to black and it just has like uh, audio, mm-hmm. voice, and it's like, ooh, have you seen this movie? Nope. Okay. Well, I thought I I think you'd enjoy it. Well, that's it for our first impressions in the backlog, y'all. So I think we're gonna be skipping into uh, our how are, how are we gonna intro this? So we recorded uh, the bulk of this episode with our friend Steve. Uh, it's a special episode. We explain a little bit at, in the beginning of what it is. We brought Steve on, our good friend Steve, to pick the topic for the episode and what he picked was a episode dis- dedicated to the da, da, films of Mamoru Hosada Hasada. killed it yep. in one did just it going with <laughs> just going with that rocking uh, which which lists a bunch of movies that neither Ethan or I had ever seen before uh, I literally had seen none of these except mm-hmm. for one which I don't want to spoil which right. was not directed by him actually uh, and a lot of these films are really good I liked Basically all of these movies. Um, the audio is a little whack just because we recorded oh, everything it? through Discord. Not too bad. Um, you'll still be able to hear everything. We got to but bring our also... good friend Craig on to work the, uh, <laughs> the soundboards. And, yeah, uh... our, our intern Craig helped us out with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other thing to note is is also one extra person talking, which we normally don't have, so it can get a little bit muddled at times. Uh, I'm going to do my best to kind of cut around, make it as cohesive as possible. But yeah, we'll catch yeah. you guys back at the end of the episode in just a little, in a little bit after you watch. If listen to the rest of the episode. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm breaking apart and failing as a human being to talk anymore. So here it is, the anime adventure hour. You're not gonna make any uh, jokes. Oh no, we already have a weeaboo joke. His name is Steve, and he goes. <laughs> Hey friends and folks, um, now you're in the segment part of FeatureCast, where we recorded the intro separately, and we'll also record the outro separately. So you'll hear <laughs> us later, just David and I, but right now, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, so the what we're doing for this episode, which I, we probably introduced in the actual introduction, but whatever, we haven't probably. recorded that 
as of right now. So <laughs> cool. Um, so we're going to, we, we tied based on the rules that we had set up for Oscar episode. Mm-hmm. So we decided to let somebody else pick the topic of the episode because originally our, our winner was going to get to pick the episode. But since neither of us technically won, technically, and if we, yeah, and if we just both decided on an episode together, it'd be the same as any other episode. That's how we always do it. So we had our friend Steve pick. And so now Steve is gonna gonna hear us talk about the movies that he had us watch. Except some <laughs> of us didn't watch all of them. It was me. Yeah. I didn't watch every yeah. single one of them. Way to go, Ethan. I I messed up. It was bad. So Steve, up. can you can you tell me a little bit about the movies that you picked for us today? Yep. Uh, so I chose some of my favorite movies, uh, specifically from anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to overburden you guys with. I don't know, the 30 movies I could have chosen. <laughs> so I just basically picked one director uh, and had you guys watch all of his movies. And then I picked something that nobody should watch. Um, yeah, there's a bad one there. You also threw in a bad one, a bad mean movie. <laughs> okay. Um, so I chose, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. but That's why I put it on you. <laughs> Amaro Usada? Uh, yeah, uh, he is the one that did Mirai. He did uh, Girl Who Left Through Time, Summer Wars. But yeah, so basically I had you guys le- watch those movies, except Ethan didn't watch the best one. Yes, I I did a bad, I did a bad <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, we don't quite have a, a real setup for the structure of this. It's going to be kind of loose. We're just going to go and talk about the different movies. Um, Should we kick off with Summer Wars? Well, sure. <laughs> Might as well. Well, no. Okay, so I think we should talk about the Digimon movie first. Okay, yeah. Can we talk about the Digimon movie? That's like guys, the weird one here. The Digimon movie the is, not, one. is not so, the bad one. <laughs> okay, but it's kind of the bad one. Like, yeah, kind of. I think I might it's actually like the bad one more because the bad one, at least I have more, like, a connection to. The Digimon movie, coming in as someone who's never seen Digimon before, it's just so confusing. Like, yes, A, I don't think the rules of Digimon make any sense. <laughs> like, if I was a Digimon, I would just go straight into my final form every single time and just fuck everyone up. But like, then you would just be Pokemon. Exactly. <laughs> but, like... I mean... They have to be different, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also, like, is this basically just two episodes that they just, like, cut the commercials out and push together? Like, I don't see what the connective tissue is between, like, the first half and the second half. Did you watch the right Digimon movie? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) What if he didn't? What if he didn't? That's what I'm wondering. That's happened before, to be honest. So that is a very possible thing. But is this the one where there's like the the dude in the internet for the first half eating stuff up? Uh, like the bunny rabbit looking dude. No, like the uh, squiggly like octopus arms. I watched the wrong fucking movie. I think think you watched the wrong movie. (laughs) All right. Well, wow. I I was gonna say like the first half of this movie is basically Summer Wars. Yeah. We're like the okay, so maybe I watched the right one. Where the maybe. dude's just eating like the up yeah, the internet no, no, it, and stuff. It is, it is two stories. It's two stories yeah. that have no connective tissue that are just yeah, like the second. The second is like a like a digi egg in the sky. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, 
man, digi egg is a really just a powerful phrase, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just really, that just really gets you going. Digi egg. Um, I also love just all the needle drops, like Funksoul Brother, One Week, uh, Smash Mouth, like <laughs> Digimon. Dude has such good like early two thousands taste in music. Yes, oh, yeah, I love it. Because the only people that enjoy Digimon are people that grew up in the early two thousands. <laughs> So I grew up Digimon movie. It's <laughs> just some background. Um, I I loved this movie when I was a when I was a, a wee boy before I learned anything. Really? I um, had it on DVD. I remember watching it over and over again. Can I just get a quick poll out of everyone here? Like, were you more Digimon, Pokemon, or Yu Gi Oh? Uh, I did all three. Okay. Um, about I, equally. I never watched the Digimon show. I had only watched the Digimon movie. <laughs> So I would were, say were you, Pokemon. Were you Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Okay. I was like um, heavily Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Like no Digimon at all. So, so like the Pokemon movie, that's like a fucking like heart strength to me. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And like this, I was like, what is this? I'm not crying at this. Like there's no like ending scene where like Pikachu <laughs> passes out and like dies. Like, So when I was younger with the Digimon, um, there became a point in my life <laughs> where weird. I would watch Digimon every day in my life. And then there was a point in my life where I could no longer watch the Digimon movie. That point was when I had accidentally got some sort of, I want to say like donut powder or like peanut butter and jelly or something on the disc. How am I not What were you doing with the disc, Ethan? Let's not not lie about this. It wasn't, it wasn't peanut butter. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Anyway, freak. Some weird food on it. So I was no, like, oh, food. it's just like a plate. I'll go wash it. <laughs> so nice. I took the, the DVD into, into the bathroom and I put a bunch of soap on it and I took a scrubber and I scraped it. And so then it was just full of soap and completely scratched up and I could no longer watch the Digimon movie. Perfect. This was Did the darkest your day lesson? of my life. <laughs> I love how you had it on DVD. Like, I feel like I would have had this on, like, VHS. Seems like no, a very no, no, VHS no, no, no. time. It's too modern. They're digital monsters, David. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so, really, okay, so I watched this on YouTube, right? So after the movie ended, it, like, auto-played into the next video, which was, like, this guy's, like, breakdown of, like, the history of Digimon, which, like, was actually kind of cool because it gave me some background. And, like, I like the theory that all the characters end in uh, uh, Mon, which is just a dot Mon, because they're mm-hmm. all digital. I was like, okay, I kind of like that. That's actually kind of cool. Um, what should we? What other movies should we talk about now? Well, so, we, can, we can jump at any one. How of do them. we want to go into this? Like, what? In, what do we go- in my mind, I feel like after talking about Digimon, we have to go straight into Summer Wars. And yeah. I know we're excluding Ethan now, but <laughs> because of the similarities. So, Steve, I think you should take this off because you. Summer Wars is your favorite. In Summer yes. Wars, although I really liked a lot of it, I don't feel like Summer Wars has the same, like, I, I don't want to say, like, soul as the other films that he's done. But, like, Summer, War, Summer Wars is, like, that, like, fun time movie, yeah. you know? It doesn't, but, like, it doesn't have the consequences or at least yes. feel like it has the consequences of the others. Yes. Totally 100%. agree. Absolutely. Um, Ethan, let's hear your opinion on that. <laughs> 
Well, see, the thing I love about Summer Wars, so <laughs> as we all know, Kenji is your typical misfit. He's good at math, bad with girls, and spends he's most of his time hanging out with the all-powerful <laughs> online community known as Oz. Now, his second life is the only life he has until the girl of his dreams, Natsuka, Natsuka, just, oh no, hijacks him for a starring role as the fake fiance at her family room. Hey guys, what's this movie? What's so, Summer Wars? <laughs> it's kind of like Ready Player One if... Ready Player One went bad. Yeah. Um, with like a virus. So basically mm, okay, okay. what happens so is... So Wreck-It Ralph 2. You know what? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, half the movie takes place in the real world. Uh, the other half takes place in... Think of like Facebook if it was an actual online community and not yeah, so crap. I've seen Ready Player One. I've seen Digimon. I've seen uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck Ralph 2, and I've seen The Social Network. Do I need to watch Summer Wars? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> basically, the differences are, um, imagine Ready Player One as if literally all the businesses, everything ran through that. Like, how they conduct their meetings is to go into this other digital world, and they do it there. Basically, everyone works from home. So when the virus breaks out, everything goes to hell. I would say this is more like Ready Player One from like the the version of the book because I don't think I don't think the movie yes. portrayed the that online world well enough. Where like yep. it really is the entire world connecting in one location. And that's what Summer Wars is. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, um, and including things like, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, weapon systems are connected. Yep. Um. Ah. So basically think... what happens is the main character, he, somebody sends out like a quiz. It's like a huge math problem. And the first person to figure it out is supposed to win something. Okay. And he figures it out like pretty quickly. As soon as he sees mm -hmm. the question, he starts figuring it out. He works on it all night, figures it out, sends it back. And that's actually what releases the virus. Yikes. Okay. Uh, standout character in this movie for me is definitely the grandmother. Yeah. Who's just like one of the most badass characters ever. And there's like a two minute montage with her making phone calls. Where I'm mm -hmm. just like, fuck, this lady's awesome. Um, <laughs> also, some really cool action in this movie. Like, probably top two for the movies that we watch of his. At least in yeah. my eyes for action scenes um also i did not think i was gonna like this movie just from the blu-ray cover but yep. once you realize what the blu-ray cover actually is then that completely changes what the movie is like i saw the cover and i was like this is gonna be some weird like furry stuff mm -hmm. it's not it's it's just their avatars yeah <laughs> like, you, you're seeing them with their avatars is what's yeah. going on gotcha. um i also one thing i really like about it is the main character doesn't really have much in the way of being able to help in the online community. He yeah. has to turn to the other people for help. That was a big surprise for me because I thought his avatar was going to be, uh, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, I think the next movie we should hop into because I think it falls pretty low on the list for all of us. Wait, is... wait, wait hop into? Don't or... you mean leap into? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Can we just skip this one? 
<laughs> the girl who left through time. So this is the movie that I thought I was going to like the most, or at least more than mm-hmm. I did. And I was just kind of disappointed with it. Like, it's still... Okay, so we're talking about The Girl Who Left Through Time. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, pretty good. I gave it three and a half stars. Like, it's a it's a solo time travel movie, but... I don't know. It just doesn't do anything that I haven't seen before. Yeah, exactly. and it also... It just doesn't feel like it goes anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not seen, bad. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Like, it's good. definitely good. It has moments that work for me. Uh, closer to the end and, like... When she first discovers her power. Yeah, when she first discovers the power and able to leave through time. And she's just like, what if I just eat a lot? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a mood. I can I can relate to that, you know? But I don't think the movie ever... Like, for being a movie that's two hours long, it doesn't really delve into, like, okay, what's actually, like, going on? Like, mm-hmm. how is this working? Like, we see, like... We see, like, that, like the sequences where she's traveling through time. But I'm like, what the fuck are we even looking at here? I think... The, there's one part of this movie that is really ugly, and that is the time space. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It looks like, so what is bad. that? It's, I don't know what it is, but it's ugly, and I hate it. <laughs> I will say this: um, I think the the moment where this movie works the best is when we start seeing the, the basically the guy that she's switching places with mm-hmm. when she's changing the timeline. When we see like the the outfall of that, I don't think we normally see that in most yeah. time travel yeah, movies. The consequences are like yes, do have a punch, but then afterwards they kind of remove that punch a little bit. But yeah. um, still gorgeously animated and still like a solid movie, well worth a watch, even if it's not super great. I think it's like mainly in the list that we have it in. That's why it feels so weak. Because Which is the weird. Are so because strong. that was his third movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Fourth movie, technically, because of Digimon, but <laughs> yeah. No, overall, to me, Girl Who Left Their Time is the weakest of his movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just also feel like I wanted more out of that, like, friend group. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we yeah. were supposed to like so much. Of the movie relies on us, like, believing that the relationship is so strong. But I'm like, you guys just play catch. Like, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't like, are you, is this just like a Sunday baseball league or something? Or like, are we actually good friends? They don't do that much together. <laughs> no. And like the entire time that we're with them is like, oh, Bobby just got a girlfriend. He's not going to be with us anymore. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not like how friendships really work though. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't think this is a bad movie in any regards. It's just, it didn't like really captivate me and draw me in like a lot of these others did. Mm-hmm. The one thing it does do that's kind of new is what I'm considering like the in time aspect of it. If mm-hmm. everyone is familiar with uh, Justin Timberlake's fantastic in time movie, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> I am aware of that movie. I emphasis did watch that movie. on the great uh, part. Um, I think that's kind of interesting because I think as soon as you see it, you know what it is, but the character mm-hmm. doesn't know what it is for sure. And then when she gets that realization of like or that like validation of what it is not validation. of like some of the rules of time travel. Yes. Yeah. But I want more rules. I just like rules in sci-fi movies. I think the next one we have to go into is the boy and the beast. Okay. okay. I really fucking like this movie. Me it's too. so good. It's so good. 
like the relation this is the best relationship i think out of all the mm-hmm. movies these two people the boy and the beast i fucking love them so much yes like, um the, there's no other way to put it other than the whole movie would not be good without the dynamic between the two main characters. 100%. Yeah. Um, this is the one I think I went in with the lowest expert. Well, really? Other, other than the big bad movie. Um, just oh. because, like, I don't know. Uh, Digimon with higher expectations? I've already oh. seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, knew, I knew what to go into. <laughs> I was going to watch a bop and a half. Um, so, yeah, it, it's the one that, like, I don't know. When I first read it, I was like, okay, this doesn't really quite seem like my take. You know, it's a human mm-hmm. boy that gets sucked into this, um, like, crazy kind of animalistic, ritualistic world. Um, and, like, I don't know. Sometimes that tone just doesn't feel right for me. That's one of the things that I, I'm kind of opposed to with anime. Like, that's, that's one thing I, I generally have not liked in the past, unless it's taken more seriously like something like princess mononoke but i, I was hesitant i'm sorry hold it. on hold on how did you pronounce that uh son <laughs> her name is son uh, okay <laughs> go on steve what are you actually talking about oh no <laughs> i can't do this <laughs> you're ruining my culture <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Your culture, Steve. Uh-oh. I so, mean, I don't know. At this point, I've spent more years watching anime than you uh, have a lot American of. TV. <laughs> so The Boy and the Beast is the only movie out of all of these that I that I own. And, like, I, I hadn't seen it before buying it, but this is the one that I thought sounded the most interesting to me. Um, And it fucking, dude, the... The Beast, the boy, they're just both awesome. They have mm-hmm. such this great, like, chemistry that seems so real. But, like, it's not... It, it, there's not a real beast in the world, unless there is. But, like, just watching, like, <laughs> the boy, like, mirror his, like... The Beast, like, training steps and yeah. stuff is so awesome. The, 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 the core of the story is this relationship of a master and an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, also certain things that fall into a father and son dynamic that also plays into that master and apprentice but but it's uh, a master who isn't a master yet mm-hmm. like he's also learning his his place in being a master like he yeah. is very much so like the outcast of the masters exactly yeah, so both of them are growing exponentially throughout the film um in different ways but usually there's a lot of connectivity between how they grow that doesn't mean that they're growing exactly the same way but it's kind of reactionary and the apprentice isn't even trying to be one at like the time he he just Mm -hmm. doesn't have anywhere else to go he's basically a runaway yeah he is a runaway yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not even necessarily that he's a runaway he he did run away originally but then he ended up getting stuck in this other world Mm -hmm. true yes without a way to get back which also, I love the little, like, montage of them training and, like, the passage of time mm-hmm. sequence is so awesome. Even though, like, we've seen it before. There's that, or, like, all the, during that, you see them, like, eating. And, like, just the stuff that the little boy is given to eat is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like this. This one, like, all the characters, like, really sold it for me. Um, the, the bunny master... Um, 
was fantastic. Just kind of teleporting around. Dude, the bunny. Yeah. Yo, motherfucker. That was great. Um. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know how I feel about like the main villain. Like, it's an interesting part, but I don't think this is a movie where it relies on the villain to like hold the story together. I yeah. think everything else works so well. Yeah, I think that they ended up having to have a villain. Otherwise, yeah. like there would be no end to the story or anything. But other than that, to me, the entire movie is made specifically because of the dynamic between the two. All of these movies are so like cinematically beautiful. The scores are fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Like all, all of them. Just so good. What um, do we want to talk about for the next one? Wolf children? I love wolf children. So do wolf I. Children and I thought, is really, really good. I thought I was going to not like wolf children. Like, this is the one I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. This just seems too weird to me. Like, I really don't know if I can do this. Like, if I thought Summer Wars was going to be some furry stuff, this is 100% some furry stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, so- this movie fucking kills it, dude. It's just so good. D- David, are you a furry now? Oh, what? no. Me? David, are you, I mean, are you now I might a furry? be wearing a tail right now. Okay, don't judge uh-oh, me. Uh-oh. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey, Steve, should, do you want to just... Um, we can make our own uh, no, voice that's channel okay. on Discord and we can, All I want we can to... leave and not have to no, talk to No, because you can't anymore. pronounce Princess Mononoke, so I'll stick can... with David. All I want you to know Listen. is your favorite movie involves a boy taking a tail and shoving it up his own butthole. Okay. We'll get to that. Who's the hey, real we'll get to that. Steve, who's just the real furry? I can't... Just because I can't correctly pronounce Princess Monogony, um, uh, Prince, uh, hold on, Monogamy. Princess Molasses, Princess um, Monopoly, Princess Marsupial, is that it? Is that anything? Princess Monotheism. <laughs> um, this is. I think this is the best use of narration in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. I love the narration in this, dude. The narration coming from like the younger daughter mm-hmm. shouldn't seem like an, like a new thing coming from like not the main characters, but the only other story I can think of this happening is the comic series saga where it's narrated by mm-hmm. the kid, by, by the, by the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Just, I love saga, by the way, just dude, saga is so good. Honestly, if you think it sounds weird, just read it. Like I, I didn't get into it cause I thought like, Oh, that sounds weird, but it's one of the best comic series mm-hmm. out there. Um, Fiona Staples is a goddess. Yeah. Wait. Who? Uh, that's the the artist. Oh, yeah. Really good art. Um, really weird uh, comic series to read on a plane, though, because there are some... It's very... Uh, there's very graphic scenes in that. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes where robots with TVs for heads do a sex. Yeah, well, everybody does a lot of sex. Um, back to Wolf Children, <laughs> though. Uh, <laughs> where no one does a lot of sex, except one lady and a wolf. Yep. But like, <laughs> okay, no. Do you think he? Would, what form was he in when they did it? Definitely not the wolf. Dude, Maybe, oh, dude. No. I mean, they definitely tried it at least. <laughs> I mean, they definitely tried it. Hundred percent. There are just some scenes in this where I'm just like fucking heartbroken. Like mm-hmm. early on too. Like I was just like, "Fuck, dude, don't do this to me." Yeah, it pulls an up, and just from the get go, you're like, "This is the saddest thing I've ever seen." It also, okay, I don't want to say what it is, but, like, it also plays with my expectations because I'm just going to say the grocery bags, dude, at the door. Like, it confused me. I was like, what? And then I was like, 
no. And then I was like, fuck no. If that makes any sense. It makes sense to people who've seen it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it makes no sense, but that's probably good. Um, also, yeah. I love I, I love the way that the the children grew up in their own ways and like at sometimes that's combative like combative between each other. Oh but yeah. it's not always, you know, they're able to like have their differences and still appreciate each other. And there are definitely times it doesn't seem like that. <laughs> um can we talk about how this mother is doing the goddamn most? Oh yeah, this dude. is this is like best mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> She completely renovates a house. She starts a farm. <laughs> right? like, she, she, she's also just like reading up on like herbology, like 24 mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. Like it's cause it, everything going on in her mind is how to make sure that her kids can grow up and live yeah. normal lives and have their own decisions. And it's, completely which is what selfless. causes everything at the end. Dude, also the silica scene is so good. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that scene though that you're talking about, David, I was dying. <laughs> Where she's just painting back and forth between oh, the yeah. options. I was just yeah. like, good. <laughs> um, I also, so one of my issues that I thought was going to be an issue, but then when the movie started going further, I realized it was actually a positive, is the runtime. Because it's another two hour long, two hour movie, which like mm-hmm. is kind of, kind of like starting to get into like the longish territory, but I think it works so well in having so much time with the kids when they're really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very well paced because like, as soon as like they start getting older and they start like going their own paths, I'm like, no, 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 just like be, be young again and like turn into wolves and run around and like be really cute. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't fight, don't fight. Yeah. That's not what I want with my wolf children. <laughs> there was, there's one scene in particular that I was just like, fuck, this is amazing. And it's basically, it's panning from left to right as they're going through class and you're seeing how oh, they're dude. reacting to yes. school differently at first. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you can't do that in any format other than animation. That scene and also the first like snowfall scene where they're all mm-hmm. running through the snow. I'm like, damn, that's beautiful. So like one thing I didn't like about this one is um, you have a character that like bugs a girl and she like just tries to remove herself because like this kid is bugging her. But then later on, it's like, no, but I actually like you, boy. Now that you've just like basically harassed me in the playground, and it's just mm-hmm. like, well, all right, listen, <laughs> that's not the but best. I think that also, I think that also took like months so for that relationship. I think this the the time that this movie is actually taking place over is very long because like you we see her at home like not even going to school, and he's yeah. making a two hour trip daily to like apologize and like. No, the whole story itself takes place over the course of like ten years. Yeah, if not longer. At the end, I'm looking at the girl. I'm like, and like the boy. I'm like, how old are you guys now? Like, you guys have gotten like really fucking old. Like, see, okay, yep. that's that's another thing I will say about pretty much all these movies. None of these motherfuckers look like they're ten years old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to anime. <laughs> <laughs> I think overall, this one has probably the strongest, like, underlying message mm-hmm. of all the movies. Um, yeah. Just the fact that, like, it basically, if you really pay attention to it, the whole thing is about how everyone makes their own choices. And they're okay. And it's not up to other people to decide what they do. Yeah. Even if yeah. you disagree or it's not the choice that you would make, there's yep. still, like, that's how people work. Which is also yeah, no, like fantastic. set up like early on with like the mother's decision to like 
live where she decides to live. Mm-hmm. So that way the option is there for both kids. Which, Absolutely. Oh, it's so good, dude. I thought I was going to not like this one. I fucking love this <laughs> one, though. So let's get on to the best one in the entire list. Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, <laughs> no. Shouldn't we talk about Mirai first? Um, I feel like we need to save the best for last, if this is what you're calling shit. the best. Shit. Okay. The cat's out of the bag, guys. The Goku's out of the bag. <laughs> oh, We're going to talk about Mirai. The very good, wonderful, fantastic movie Mirai. And then, and then we're going to have an evolution. I, I, I was, I, Mirai, dude, I don't know. To me, it's not, again, it's not my favorite of his. I think overall it's probably his best movie just because of how much he's, as a director, has grown over the four movies before it. He was able to put everything that he wanted into it. I think it's the best looking. Like, I think it looks really good. It definitely, like, the camera work Mm -hmm. is, like, fucking there. Like, when he's, like, panning up and down the stories in the house, I'm like, fuck, like, what is this? Like, this is just, like, next level compared to everything else I've been watching. I just fucking hate the kid. I really don't like the kid. I don't <laughs> sympathize with him at all. And, like, I get that's what they're going for. I get that. Like, he's supposed to be this annoying little kid who's, like, learning what it's like to be a big brother when mm-hmm. you don't want to be a big brother. Like, my brother literally acted like him when I was born. Like, he finger-painted the entire living room on the walls and the all the furniture. But I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, little dude? Here's the thing, David, I I almost agree with you. I almost agree with you that I can't relate to this kid. But there's a point where where he is asked, what is more important, your memories or the color of your pants? And he says, the color of my pants. (laughs) And at that moment, I knew I am this boy. (laughs) He is perfect. He is everything I wanted. (laughs) See, I think this whole movie, the whole reason that it drew me in is not because of the boy. I think it's because of the, the little girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And just the th- the things that go on with her and like seeing her grow up a little bit, and then all of a sudden, she's just like a teenager. <laughs> you yeah. know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like... So the opening of Up, obviously the famous opening Up, this is like yep. the middle segment of that opening spliced out into an hour and a half. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it just, is. Like, we're dealing with this like super like difficult time in people's lives where like you are bringing home the second born kid when you already have like, I don't know, was he like four or something? Another kid. Yeah. And then you have like this dog and it's just like, what do we do? Like, we're all in new situations. So I don't know how to deal with this. He's crying. He doesn't like the kid. And it's just like, it's super tough. Also though, this is just a Christmas carol. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really powerful scenes there, like just seeing the kid and basically the fact that he hates his little sister so much. He picks up like the train and hits her with it. It's just like, it's Mm. it's hard to watch. Like, it's weird to say it's hard to watch because, like, it's little kids doing things, but like, that shit was like hard. Yeah, it is. The things that I think work the best is the bicycle scene. Mm -hmm. Love that, dude. Mm. Because you get so many different like character moments out of that one scene that just works so well. Yep. The ending, the ending, uh, one when they call "Enter the Void" sequence, fucking nails it. <laughs> it's so "Enter the Void." Oh my god! <laughs> but it just it works so well, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking cry. Like yeah, this oh no, is killing me. Also, 
the great grandfather scene. I think great grandfather scene. Oh, mm-hmm. love that shit. Mm-hmm. Also, just like I love the relationship between the mom and the dad because it's so real. This is like maybe the most realistic relationship out there. Yeah, like, that, yeah. So, all the really characters mo- in the movie were so like fully fleshed out in their own individual ways, and like they weren't ones that we typically see. There are definitely some like um like the dog is that's that's what dog do and baby baby is just a baby baby just sits there but like the the like you were saying the parents specifically the the grandfather the um the two boys at the train yard i like that it incorporates some different animation styles but it doesn't it it it's supposed to feel a little out of place for it and it does it really well like, I think it utilizes that in a way that benefits the story more so than just what if we did this and it was different. Um, I love the through line of trains. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's such a perfect, like, weird thing for a kid to like. Fuck you. How dare you? Do you like trains? The color of my pants is the most important. Fuck off. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I think overall it just does a really good job of differentiating between like what's really going on and his imagination mm-hmm. and the things that he's seeing when he's outside playing. Yeah. Um, the, the animation in those sequences and how it switches back and forth between mm-hmm. those, like that little is blue fantastic. glow is so good. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that like in some of the other movies that he's done, a lot of like their, like the weird concept, the visualization of those doesn't work for me specifically. Like, Girl Who Leapt the Time is a great example of that, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like that's supposed to be the thing that's like, oh, this is really cool. And that's supposed to like be the polish of it. But when it doesn't work, it kind of hurts everything else with it. Where in Mirai, it absolutely works and it's gorgeous and like completely sells you on the movie. Mm-hmm. So he- here's what I think. I think Mirai w- with like the the parents relationship, I think if he could have shadowed that like realness of a relationship in the girl who left through time with the friend group, that mm. movie potentially like, could have been the top of the, yeah. Like, yeah. Cause the dude, I, this movie gives such a realistic, like depiction of a family mm-hmm. at that age. Cause like, I don't think we normally see like this type of family, this fractured, but also this connected just like on screen, like, like the dynamic between them, uh, like especially when the mom has to leave for a while oh and then the, the dad has to like take charge and he's supposed to be doing the chores and all this. And it, it's just really crazy to watch him try and deal with that while having Oof. to deal with the kids. And overall, I think it was cool seeing like the initial point of him uh, in his imagination, like, with the dog and all of a sudden he there's this random person there that he doesn't know who it is mm-hmm. and he rips the tail off and turns himself into a dog <laughs> yo that is the wackest shit though this yes. boy this boy rips the tail off a dog just a right up his ass and then he's like i'm a dog now what up yep <laughs> um so steve i know you don't want to go down a certain path but do you want to go down snake road Oh, no. <laughs> sure. Why not? So, my favorite movie on this list is Dragon Ball Evolution. Is it Master- really? The- no, fuck no. But- I was about to say, please don't tell me that you're being 
curious. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is a masterpiece, though. Directed by the one and only James Wong. Mm-hmm. My hero. The man who brought us Final Destination and Final Destination 3. He's a master. He's a master of his own craft. Um, so what should we talk about craft like, be? I don't know. Depending <laughs> on childhoods. Pretty uh, much. Piccolo does not look like Piccolo. No. <laughs> this, this is not my Piccolo. Hashtag not my Piccolo. More like uh, Piccolo. Oof. Uh, also, hashtag not my Roshi. Mm-hmm. Not just, my Goku. Just yeah, hashtag not my... Not, my, not my Dragon Ball, I think. Like, that movie <laughs> would have been terrible if they didn't try and call it uh, Dragon Ball. But then they called it Dragon Ball and just yeah. shit on the entire series. <laughs> oh, yeah. He took a big, fat shit. A Justin Chatwin size shit. Because uh, this <laughs> must be the, might be the worst actor, like, ever. Oh, like, yeah. He ruined this. He, he tried to ruin War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't ruin a Tom Cruise movie. We all know that, though. I'm just so happy that he finally is back on form lately and appeared in the movie Chips. So I'm just, like, really happy that, like, he's on the up and up. See, I don't know why you guys are disrespecting him. He was in Super Baby's Baby Geniuses, too. And, like... Oh, your favorite movie. Can we just talk about how, like, the... Like, the key in this is just, like, fucking, like, wind. They're just, like, blow... They're, they're, they're airbenders here. Mm-hmm. Like... Oh my god. Well, and do you, don't you just love that moment when he learns to use the Kamehameha and and goes flying through the air? <laughs> it's uh like I don't think we need to worry about spoilers for anybody cuz I hope no, nobody listening to this watches this movie. No way. It's just so oh my god. And then you got like Yamcha like what the fuck is this thing? Mhm. Like, so this was, like, I'm pretty sure this was the very first, like, live-action anime film they did. Because this came out, came out back in the early 2000s. I mean, but it was 2009. Was it really 2009? Holy There's shit. no way. Guys, happy 10th anniversary of Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> How is it that late? Because I remember going to see it in theaters. Like, I actually watched this movie in theaters at the Invergrove Theater. Really? Yes. Me um, and all my friends, we were super excited because there was a Dragon Ball movie coming out. And we were like, we're going to go there on day one. And we walked out of there and said, never again. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. It was released April 10th. This episode is in special oh, no. honor of the 10th Why anniversary of Dragon a- Ball Evolution. Why are we doing a 10th anniversary? Um, speaking of... It was not intentional, but oh boy, oh boy, am I happy, huh? <laughs> I saw the last Airbender movie at a midnight showing at the Apple Valley Theater mm-hmm. in the front row because like, it was sold out. It was the worst experience probably ever. <laughs> Next to if I saw Dragon Ball Evolution in theater. Like, yeah. Holy shit. This movie... I don't want to see Goku in high school. I'm sorry. Like, that's not my Dragon Ball. Like, yeah, I don't like the I don't like the episodes where he fucking learns to drive. I don't want to see him like going to school, getting like dealing with bullies and shit. I loved this movie so much. It was a it was the biggest shit show I've seen in a while, and I've seen some bad movies this year. <laughs> so my I, whole reasoning for wanting you guys to watch this because I. I, I haven't watched the Death Note one. I want to know where it stacks up. 
Oh, is my it Lord. worse than Death Note? Uh, yeah, it's worse than Death. It's worse. Okay, so I, maybe a, Death Note is watchable for me. <laughs> I don't De- know. Death uh, Note is still definitely not watchable. Death okay. Note has some cool cinematography. Sometimes it has some funny shit though going on. But like, it's if I think Death also, Note like yeah, might Will be is, is pretty solid in in that one. Plus, it also has like Keith Sanfield. Like, you can't go wrong with Keith. But <laughs> it's a shit fucking movie, and it shits all over Death Note. Like, mm-hmm. it just fucking just like shits right across the entire series can we just please talk about piccolo and like that's like that doesn't look anything like him no that looks like a fucking like i don't even know what the fuck it literally looks like a pickle (laughs) (laughs) it's like whoever made this movie was like piccolo it's just supposed to be like a pickle with arms right he's definitely the bad guy ign gave this they have the quote on the back of the dvd it says amazing the best action movie so far Wait. What the fuck? Did you buy this movie? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I did not. I would, though, if I could. If I, could I find did this pay, shit. I paid for this movie, guys. Did you? I spent real human uh, dollars. I mean, I guess I technically did, too, since I watched it in theaters. Yeah, I think you paid more than I that, did. That's, like, one of my biggest regrets. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, so... Huh. Every now and then, there comes a movie so bad that I have to do something special for it. Oh, um, Jesus. Oh, if no. you remember back back in the day, I made a song for The Mummy. That's um, classic. It is. I, I wrote a stream of consciousness uh, master's degree work of, of a paper based <laughs> off uh, Death Note. This is our humble um, co-host, Ethan. My, my Death Note dissertation, stream of consciousness. <laughs> I think this is where I just disconnect the call. <laughs> Um, I wrote something very special for this in honor of the tone of the movie. Did you write a, a love note to Bulma's character? <laughs> I made a beat that's inspired and directly stolen from the Rock the Dragon theme. Oh man! Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the spoken words, and you guys can uh, let me know your thoughts uh, towards the end. Horrible. <laughs> Oh, wait, you wanted it towards the end. Coming soon. 
That was a little too far at the very end um, when I said I wanted to watch Norm of the North again. I didn't actually mean it. I just wanted to really stress how bad this movie was. Thank you for listening to my educational rap in the style of Rock the Dragon. Steve, why did you do this? Uh, that was interesting. Um, I guess it was interesting. You walked <laughs> me there for like halfway through. I was just like, what? Is it over? Like, are we done? <laughs> what to say after that to be yeah. honest it's uh see i haven't watched that dragon ball movie since it came out literally I... the only thing i can remember from it is the end with goku <laughs> just like flying at piccolo while using the kamehameha it was fucking oh it was beautiful let me just say let me just say dragon ball evolution That's good eating. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish they would have made the rest of the movies. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Just quite, so I could see him go like Super Saiyan and see how oh awful god. it looks. Imagine Super Saiyan 3. Imagine the Boo Saga. Yeah. Imagine how bad Super Saiyan 3 would have looked. Yep. Oh man, I think Vegeta okay, would, look, would have looked gorgeous. I think in general, the whole thing would have been amazing. Oh my god. Imagine Boo. Just imagine fat Boo. Uh, I'm assuming that they would have used a blobfish for Boo. Holy oh fuck. my lord. Do <laughs> you think a live-action Dragon Ball movie could ever work? No. Mm. Like, in the hands of any director, any writer, that, that like... I'm I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Mainly because there are so many things that can that can work in animation that you can suspend your disbelief that it, it's so hard for that to translate into a live-action Mm-hmm. Because like the things that are even like the most outlandish in live action movies, they're usually grounded in something. So like Blade Runner is fantastical, but it's gritty and it has like weight to it. Things that are generally lighthearted and quirky don't work as well. There are a few ex- exceptions like Space Jam, but that's also like it's seen as a campy movie, you know? Excuse me? Like there's not. That's hello. not campy. That's not campy at all, Space dude. Jam? Not Space at all. Space Jam is a masterpiece. Yeah. Why do? Why does Goku look like he would really complain about whatever your favorite Radiohead album was? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like the look he had. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think his favorite band is? That Goku, the Goku in this world. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say Fish. <laughs> Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord! Oh. Beautiful world. And I think to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful world. One more time. Finish it out. Finish it out. Yeah. I see Piccolo's green. <laughs> White Coke, too. Anyways, David, I would love to do a, another episode of like Makoto Shinkai. There's also another one that we could potentially do of just like the most emotional ones, which half of or, them would be Makoto Shinkai. I mean, 
Or when they make a Fortnite movie, that would be really emotional too. We could also just do a Miyazaki episode because I've only ever seen oh, Spirited Away. Really? I've only, yeah, I've only what seen Spirited fuck? Away. I know. Interesting. I was going to go to, because Alamo was doing, I know AMC did one a while ago, uh, where they like marathon all the movies. Really? really you've never seen you've never seen Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service? <laughs> no. Princess <laughs> Moniograph? Oh, man. Or, uh, or, uh, this is interesting. Play us out. Uh, Howell and Kumar move to White Castle. <laughs> Something. Well, David, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Ethan, you want to play us out with uh, more titles of Miyazaki films? Please don't. Oh, yeah, give me a second. <laughs> Go ahead and ruin, ruin Ponyo. I'll tell Alexi about um, it. Pikachu. Uh-huh. That was my idea, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, hey. What if? What if instead of Ponyo is just Pikachu? Is that anything? No. My neighbor John Totoro. <laughs> that would kind of work. I'm down for that. <laughs> uh, the Cat in the Hat returns. Is that anything? <laughs> oh, okay. I really want to see that one. That's that one sounds really interesting, actually. <laughs> Borrow the Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. Oh no, what's that? Pump Pokemon? Porcaroso? I hardly know her. Oh my god. <laughs> that was horrible. You know, I, gotta, I gotta go drive to Inver. Star Wars Episode 9. The Skywalker Wind Rises. Can we... Are we done? Thank you for joining us for this special installment. Wait a second. No, we're actually not even done with the episode. We're, we're just going to be cutting straight into the last Whisper episode. of the fart. Do you get it? <laughs> I get it. Whis- uh, whisper. How do, how do we play this bit out? Cause whisper like, of the of the fart. I'm going to fucking kill you, Ethan. Thanks for listening to this section of the podcast. Uh, we David and I will return to you to, to for the end of the episode. In like seven uh, seconds. I'd like to... I'd like to give a um, huge thank you to Senpai Steve for joining oh, us man. and gracing us with his glorious Ethan, wisdom. Not, Ethan, I'm not going to notice you. <laughs> Senpai Steve, please notice me. Please. Oh, man. Um, but okay. seriously, thank you very much for helping out, yeah. Steve. Um, this was a, a really interesting mix of movies. There were some, there was some goodums. There was... And, and there was also Dragon Ball Evolution. I really don't also, think, like, besides Dragon Ball and Digimon, I think everything I actually I really liked. Yeah. Um, and, and there were some that I really, really liked, too. Yeah, like, like, Wolf Children like, Fuck. and Boy and the Beast are two movies that, like, I basically love. Yeah, thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed that special segment with good friend Steve. Yeah. And now we're going to be talking about some pigeon fixes. Yeah. Uh, do, we, do we lead with the pitch or the fix? Uh, well, before we do that, David... Oh, fuck. Time for the pitch and fix. You gotta pitch it, then you gotta kick it. And if you don't like it, go to the kitchen. Grab a knife, grab a knife. Whoa, you will what? have a lot of strife if you do not pitch and fix. And a pitch and fix. Come on, everybody. It's a bag of dicks. Slurp it up, slurp it up, slurp it up. Good. Nope. No, gonna end. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't wear your shoes on the new hardwood floor unless you're gonna mop all that dirt up. Fix and pitch. It's the ever-changing theme song for the ever-present segment. It's pitch and fix, motherfuckers. Wow.
That was a. Uh... I just like to bring the energy, oh. David. <laughs> that was so good, dude. That was really. Good. David, why don't, can you actually can you give me a quick uh, theme song for Pitch and Fix? Nope, that's not um, that's not in the contract. Can you, David, so you, real quick? I can't. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 David, nope. Uh, it's Pitch and Fix time. Uh, pitch and Fix. This is my Pitch and Fix song. Let's see how long I can make my Pitch and Fix song. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Actually, that was very Thank good. You. Um. So what I watched <laughs> was. The very uh, satisfactory and by the book Hotel Mumbai, which I think I actually introed on the last episode as Hotel Dubai, <laughs> which is not the same thing. Uh, so sorry, uh, fuck that up. This is starring Dev Patel, Army Hammer, Woo! Jason Isaacs, and uh, some other actors and actresses. And so, what my main issue with this movie is is that although the stakes are actually high and it's based on a true story, I never really felt it. Mm -hmm. And I can really only put that in the hands of the director, Anthony Morris, who really doesn't have a track record of anything else before this. So I think we have to replace him. Okay. Because I think the acting in this movie, everyone's doing pretty good. Um, But I think somebody who I want to bring in to direct this movie would be Paul Greengrass. He has a track record of doing true story movies Mm -hmm. that have some... Most recently, 22 July. Yes, but I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at more Captain Phillips, United 93, the Bourne movies I think he handles well, even though those aren't based on a true story. Mm. But you are right. And also Bloody Sunday. Uh, And I think he would be able to... Handle this movie better. Who I think would add a lot to the opening of this movie where... So, are you familiar with, like, the actual events? Uh, not enough to make a movie about it. <coughs> Shit, I was gonna put you in the director's seat, Ethan, but Aww. I guess I can't do that. Shit! Uh, but <laughs> one shot. It, it opens up with the terror attacks before they get to the actual hotel. Because, like, they attack, like, a subway station, and then they attack, like, some markets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which leads you to uh, the Taj Mahal. And I think having Greengrass, who's really good with like handheld shots, yeah, would really make those a lot more kinetic and like put you in the actual shoes of some of the people who start on the streets and end up in the hotel. Good descriptive word. Kinetic. You like that? Yeah, that was nice. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I've, been, I've been working on this. <laughs> um, and then I also think this movie loses a little bit with having the focuses be on some of the American tourists who start in the street and then end up in the hotel. And then after they get out of the hotel, you lose those characters, those being like your driving characters. And then you kind of focus on Dev Patel and then you kind of focus on Army Hammer. But I like besides like Dev Patel, I think would be a good focus and the Americans would be a good focus. I don't think Army Hammer is a very good focus. Mm-hmm. Even though I really like him as an actor, and I think he does a good job here. I just don't it, think it's not enough to character... hold the whole plot together. Yes, so I think we need to focus on either one of those two characters, being the American tourists or who... Dev Patel. Yes, I, I really I think making those two changes, green grass, and then also just focusing on Patel and the Americans would be a lot better. David, I got a pitch for you. Let's hear it. I'm very excited to hear this. Now, 
this I did workshop over lunch <laughs> Perfect. today. Um, I have a tentative title, and the title is actually stolen from uh, from a Arl Knots bit. So the title is Star Storm: The Destruction of Father. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, so this kick is it, going kick to kick it be, off. <laughs> it's bringing into this world. I am about to <laughs> fucking deliver. It is a three-act sci-fi adventure epic, but it's very grounded. It's actually cliche. Not too <laughs> dissimilar to Hunt for the Wilder People, because the core Weird. relationship is about a father and something. I'll get into that. So our main our main actor uh, is Patty Considine, who you may remember from movies like Death of Stalin, Hot Fuzz. World's End. Um, he's also a director. He directed Tyrannosaur that I reviewed a, a little while back. Oh, yeah. Um, big fan of Patty Constantine. He's great. Love him. Constantine? Constantine. Meh. Fuck it. I'm not, not a yeah. big enough fan, I guess. <laughs> um, so he lives a, a pretty boring life. Um, he works from home. And he is a translator. Um, all on the internet. He never actually interacts really with any any real people in his day-to-day. So he always has to follow the instructions. He has to click the right box for what each word means. Um, anything that he gets wrong, um, it leads to a lot of punishment. So even if, like, he has to do literal translation, he can't do, like, well, what they're trying to say is he has to do the literal. So he's always following things to kind of to a T by the book, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a package shows up outside of his door. Um, there's a, was that the package that getting was dropped the off? package getting dropped off. That's what you heard in the background, well. right? Okay, I like that. <laughs> I'm doing some fully work for this one. Nice. Um, and yeah, so he the package gets dropped off, and he's got to walk over to the door. <laughs> Great, perfect. <laughs> um, and he picks up the package. Okay, we don't need we don't need the fully work anymore. No, it does no, not sound no good. fully work anymore. You done with it? Nope, nope. Cut it, cut it. Cut um, it. <laughs> Basically, he finds this package, and there is a note on on top of the package that says, um, please open and take care of, do not destroy under any circumstances. Okay, that's kind of a weird opening. Um, It doesn't have any return label. It pretty much has no markings to distinguish what company sent it, anything like that. It's just a... You know, this reminds me of a lot. Okay. Escape room. It's... You know what, David? You caught me. (laughs) It is It's exactly the same plot as escape room. Fucking soul, dude. <laughs> soul. So he opens the box, okay? Um, kind of gently and, and carefully. Um, and inside of it is a baby. Um, a, a, a humanoid but slightly blue baby. Um, an, an Atari? Not quite. <laughs> but kind of. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... Then, then kind of kicks Nateri? off of this, no, this character quest. Name. Sorry, <laughs> that he goes on. So, yep. this is going to be a, a partially comedy adventure, a fish out of water sort of deal, um, with a lot of sci-fi elements. So, the first place they go to, and this is kind of Act One, is the library. Okay, so it is a huge planet that basically is like the whole planet mm. is is this like different information that you can find. Um, the yep. it's just called the library. Um, however, the planet flooded, 
due to the fact that there was a fire and it took out a huge part of the planet and like all those books that's burning. gonna be a lot of wet paper exactly lots of wet paper so wet book. they have not been able oh, to uh, fully recover from this so we we see as this guy is going through pretty much it's like a wide open area and there's just a bunch of bookshelves kind of like this episode isn't gonna be able to recover from that fully <laughs> Um, so there's bookshelves and a lot of water. It's kind of, it's like, it's a little less than, than knee deep, uh, on, on our main character as he's walking through with this baby. Um, and he comes across these two, uh, robotic, um, librarians. Um, they're called librobots, library bots. Wow. Love that. (laughs) So there, there are two actors in this. Uh, that play these 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 robots. One is John Mulaney. Um, he is the senior librarian, librarian and the young one in training mm-hmm. is Griffin McElroy. Um, you might see a few other McElroy brothers, the other two, <laughs> later on in this movie. Um, so the mm. the basic thing is with this. So each each section of the film is going to go through a different part of the baby's life. This baby is going to grow up pretty damn quickly. Um, so everything in this first act is going to be from when it's a baby to around seven or eight years old. <laughs> so it grows up pretty quickly. So the first thing is going to be him trying to find information about like where was the scent through, things like that, while still getting kind of no real answers from, from John Mulaney. And as Griffin McElroy's character tries to like actually find answers, John Mulaney's like, no, that's the wrong book. I asked for the history of the universe and all the babies in it, not the history of all the babies in the universe, you idiot robot. Um, <laughs> and then it's hmm. kind of back and forth. That was very Thank good. You. That was great. I think you should do the, the rest John of the pitch Mulaney in voice? that voice. I'm I can't totally joking. Please, please, I actually don't. Okay, good. <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to. <laughs> anyway, so this guy's I trying will, to find where no, his uh, baby's fuck. from. I won't. I won't do the pitch in that whole book. So you're trying to find where the baby's from, and basically, like, Jesus. After a whole bunch of bickering and some kind of uh, not not going anywhere, kind of a comedy of errors sort of thing, they're basically like, mm-hmm. um, "Well, what you need to do is you need to go to this planet where they're going to teach you how to be a parent. Because if you don't know where the baby's from, the baby is yours. It's your property. Your baby. Deal with it." And he's like, uh, "Oh, okay." Because, you know, like, he, he's never said no to things. Like, he, he's definitely kind of a pushover type character. So, it leads us to our next planet, um, which is the parent planet. Um, <laughs> this one's, uh, it, it, it's kind of like suburbs, but it's a little low gravity. Um, and kind of more modern futurist suburbs. Um, low gravity, there are slightly green aliens with antennas. Kind of classical, cheap, uh, 60s B-movie type alien, you know? Um, nice. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> I like sheep. So uh, their their race is called Aparental Gertie and Madre Papa Sapiens. However, that is such a mouthful for all the babies and toddlers that go to their planet as like a daycare thing. So they just go by greenies. Babies. Fucking um, babies. So this is by the time we get there, shit. this is like preteen to teenage year. Okay, as he's still trying to learn everything, but he's kind of slowly realizing, like, fuck, this baby's growing up super fast. Is this normal? I don't know what's normal. I'm not a dad. Um, <laughs> wait, what? What? Uh, Dave. 
Nope. Nope. No, no, no. We're, we're just going to keep going. I got to stop saying stuff. You got to get this pitch out. Um, <laughs> just just sit down so and really focus on this pitch. And just really that they, get they it meet out. And, and talk with. Oh. All God, right. that's Tilda a Swindon. true. Aubrey Plaza. Oh. Travis McElroy. Interesting. And. More interesting. Oh, wow, that's a last name, huh? Uh, Palm Clementinatov. Typh- oh, I fucked it so bad, huh? The, the typhoid lady that plays Mantis in Guardians of the, the Galaxy. The fourth mom is typhoid. Is, is the who? lady that plays Mantis. Her name is Palm and then also has a last oh. name. Wow. I cannot. Rude. Can't even pronounce the last well. name. Um, <laughs> so at, at this point, one of the things that we're going to see is basically... To, I'll, I'll speed things up because we're, <laughs> we're definitely running a little long. Um... Our main, character, episode, our main character is kind of pushing back on the rules and being like, no, I, I just I just want to, you know, figure it out on my own. Like, I, I hate these rules because, like, everything is, is going wild. Oh, one of the one of the reasons why they want to go to a low-gravity planet is so that if you drop your baby, you have longer to catch it. So it's safer. That's one of the appeals of this parent planet. This reminds me of something... This reminds me of something that would be in Saga. Uh, yeah, Saga is definitely, definitely an inspiration for it. Yeah. An inspiration. Um, an inspiration. Uh, Are you not up to completely. Saga? I'm a couple volumes behind. I'm like two volumes behind. Uh, I love Saga, by the way. Volumes. Anyway, I, I, I gotta go, get going on this pitch, David. <laughs> Apparently not enough to be caught up to date. So there is a a somewhat like <laughs> a teenage rebelling against their parents, but it's the main character rebelling against the, the four moms. Um, being like, no, your rules suck. I like, I'm not gonna yell at my baby. And like all throughout the the beginning, he's had to like get all the like any sort of candy or snacks that the baby wants, and like putting on like annoying songs for the baby that just the baby wants to hear over and over again. And you, you seem kind of becoming more grizzled uh, and unkempt throughout by the, the time he reaches this. So finally, he just like he just runs away, and like they're basically like, well, you need to pay your service fees um, for consultation. consultation. And he's like, no, you didn't tell me anything useful. I'm not paying for that. So they basically impound his car. So he has to steal a spaceship. Um, <laughs> there's like a little chase scene. Nice. Spaceship crashes because they shoot a little bit of it. But he manages to get to a, a planet a little far away. Um, and this is, uh, I don't have a name for the planet. It's kind of a forest mountainy type terrain for it. Um, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. You heard me. I can't say it again because I don't know what I said. <laughs> Boyega? Bo- Boyo- Boyega. Boyega? John Boyega. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was the inspiration. Boyega. Boyega. So he gets planet Boyega. Um, <laughs> so dumb. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> Way to crush my And he meets these bear people. Planet. Uh, I'll show not, you a bear person. It's not somewhere not like not like ewoks because they're they're like normal sized and not like wookies because these are like thick boys kind of like bobo from the muppets do you remember bobo do you ever see muppets from space <laughs> oh i remember bobo yeah that was oh, the yeah. Mupp- the bear ones space. that wore like a tie and offered the sandwich that spoke to gonzo <laughs> in muppets from space you know what i'm talking about yeah okay good is that are you yeah, being 100% honest know what you're talking about okay good i just want to make sure you know 100 percent I don't say. <laughs> Fucking think I'm an amateur. Hi guys, welcome to Bobo Talk. <laughs> Bobo banter. Anyway, so on this forest mountain, we we meet. Um, uh, basically, this we learn about these these bear people. 
Um, our main one, the kind of like the 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 leader of of the the bear people, or at least the bear family that he meets, is played by Tom Waits. Um, you may remember from Buster of Buster, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, he mm-hmm. was he was the uh, prospector. Yep. So he had the like, good night, Mister Pocket. Um, but he's a bear. He's a big Such bear a man. Um, he has bear. he has two sons with him. Um, and the thing about the bear people is they. Size-wise, they grow very quickly and are, are like large size, but they mature kind of slowly. So even though their like voice is going to be deeper, they're still going to be a little bit childish. So his two sons are Nick Offerman and Justin McElroy. Um, so they'll be like banter, like, "Daddy, can I have some berries? You can have some berries." <laughs> Gives Nick Offerman some berries, and, and he, basically this is where the the main character learns to like just kind of let go of things and like be free and like not worry as much about like making mistakes as a parent or even just making mistakes as a person in general um tom wade's teaching him's like sometimes your kids are gonna roll down the hills you just gotta let them roll all the way down sometimes they might bump into a tree or two bump their noggy and a bunch of berries are gonna fall down and you know what you're just gonna go down there you're gonna have a picnic and eat the berries that fell off the tree that they done bumped into um why do you keep sniffing? It's so weird, David. Do I, is that the end of the the uh, the pitch I smell? <laughs> Are we getting close? Not quite. To that? Sorry, did I say three? Uh, this is a eight X. <laughs> this is the entire episode could be the so pitch. the basic structure of the the show <laughs> of, of the, the first of the first <laughs> act is it's a father learning how to parent without rules. Um, and learning to live without rules because of how Did you just pitch me wolf children, but with a father? No. Did you? No, because there's, there's no wolves. It's just bears. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. All right, so wolf children, you'll, you heard, you just got done hearing about wolf children. In I'm part not two. done, Bear David. But you're so done. here's a twist. Here's the twist at the end that we're going to I learn. was, I was planning on having dinner after this. Now I'm having breakfast. <laughs> Here's the twist that we learned at the end, David. Okay. Oh shit. The, the re- where the package came from. That was the first thing that he was trying to find out, right? Holy, that was like days mm-hmm. ago. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For the package. All right. <clears throat> what uh, what he learns from this is he realizes that it's it's similar to um, what a kookaburra cuckoo bird. Do you know what? I don't remember exactly what they're called. The- Basically. A yeah. So the the all they do is they go through and they lay their eggs in other people's nests. So this is like my eggs it's in a your creature nest. that their eggs look like a package. I'll show you. Oh, um, interesting. And that's just kind of their race for it. But they they don't really care about family, you know. So like even when he does kind of find this just by chance, um, after he leaves the bear planet, like at the very end. Um, it, they realize they're like, oh, we don't know, we don't care. Like, we just got to get our packages out, you know. We're like, we're a shipping people. That's all we are. Um, oh, I should. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm gonna keep just whispering things you say, but in in a weird voice. All right. Um, yeah. So then the they learn to, you know, you can kind of let go of your family, but they're still your family, and things are all good. I'll let go of my family. Why? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Uh, yeah. So that's my pitch. It's called Starstorm, the Destruction of Father. Uh, I yeah, like it. it. Definitely. Sorry, that was uh, a little bit long. I actually tried to flesh out a whole story there. I know. I, I know you did. I liked it. 
It's gonna be a long episode. <laughs> it's, no, I liked it though, and I I like the time that you put into it. Thank you. It was very well thought out. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so we uh, will. Uh, that's that's what we got for now. David, do you want to grab some quick show notes where people can contact us, get in touch? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at FeatureCast. Uh, that's FTR underscore Cast. You can also follow our Instagram. We don't really do anything there. <laughs> Send us an email at FeatureCast with no underscore questions at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Is that right? FeatureCastQuestions no... at gmail dot com. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you can follow both of us on Letterbox. We do a lot of shit there. Oh, yeah. uh, you can follow me at, uh, you can follow him, Ethan, at Tiny Wizard. That's T N Y W Z R D. Cool. And then you can follow me at D Getty. That's just D G E double T Y. Did that sound cool? <laughs> no. did, did the double T make me sound cool? <laughs> no. <laughs> Any way that you can pick people to follow your letterbox i don't think it can sound cool in any regard so like don't worry (laughs) are you telling me that's not a cool way to like talk to people in public like hey you can follow my letterbox and i throw my letterbox business card (laughs) fuck i printed ten thousand of those is that why you're why you need so much paper for your printer huh (laughs) yes hey guys we're gonna Uh, try to do a star wars episode for star wars uh but we're a little tight on when we can record it so it actually comes out on may the 4th but uh, we'll try huh yeah, uh, I gotta watch a lot of movies for that because I've never actually seen a Star Wars movie. No, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not true. I only gotta watch like two or three. Or four. We're do- guys, we're doing all of them, all the Ewoks. Yeah, we're doing all. And yep, I gotta sit through three hours of Ewok adventures. That'll Until be fun. the next time, I have been Ethan, your humble host. This is also another and person. I am always David. <laughs> I've never just Ben. I'm, I'm I'm David. Hey, I'm David. This is the. Uh, uh, toaster cast. What? See what happens when we put certain foods into a toaster. Yeah, okay, next here's time my, here's my shit. All right, put egg rolls and okay. wontons. And, when you buy a uh, hot pocket, you're putting shit in the toaster. You buy a hot pocket. It's not hot, right? You buy a frozen pocket. You have to make it hot. You don't. You can't actually buy a hot pocket. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye.